This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Happy Friday and welcome back to Outspoken. Now we're going to keep things a bit upbeat today. I know most of the country is currently in lockdown and we are thinking of everyone. We're very lucky here in South Australia because we are currently, as we speak, not in lockdown, but people are working from home. So Kate, you are working from home at the moment. Mm -hmm. Our family members are working from home and, and our friends and a lot of our friends are getting very crafty about the ways that they're trying to pretend to their bosses that they are hard at work when could they're I just, actually out doing other things could i put this out it's not me it sounds like we're talking about me but this is not yeah. me this is someone that we know and we've received a snapchat from this person who shall remain anonymous and they have downloaded an app on their computer which keeps their mouse um operating because mm. they have a system at their work like i think it's teams and you can your the, his their boss this person's boss can basically see when they're online so he, this person has rigged it up i keep I saying, he. He saying he you're like you're like this, this person he it is a he i don't think it yeah. gives away who it so is so i i actually thought wow that's really clever the mm. lengths that people go to to get out of doing work do you know what really screws people over is when their bosses demand having a nine o'clock meeting zoom like or zoom call oh mm. bloody zoom has screwed everyone over because the thing <laughs> is i'm working but i may have just gotten up and haven't had a shower and you don't really want to be on zoom looking half asleep mm. in could your pajamas. you could you pretend that your camera's not working or something like that i haven't tried it yet we do have three staff meetings a week so fortunately only one's at nine o'clock in the morning how many people do you think are out there at the moment that are working from home that are doing absolutely nothing i Probably, think there's a lot of uh, i reckon 80 <laughs> percent. because it always gets me thinking about i feel like there are jobs out in society that people pe- that people actually rock up to each day and they do nothing well that's and what, they exist like how do these roles exist well, it's yeah. kind of like they're, they're just getting paid to have to be there yeah, yeah. to well, just front up Reese and i were saying because we're both working from home and we were saying geez like you get a lot done when you are at home because you're not having all the the chit chat with people in the office and going to get oh, a coffee and this and that this amy, is what yeah. we have been saying for the past four well, years because for those who don't know amy and i run our pr business from home and every morning, you know, we, I feel like there's a lot of guilt when you do work from home because people expect you to be on your computer 24 seven, not talking to anyone. Mm. Well, most of the time at my previous job, because we all hated it there so much, we would come into work and we'd all have to have a massive vent about what was going on at the place until the boss came in and then you started doing work. Yeah. The thing is, the, you know, working at so many different places. I would hate to be actually have a business that has employees because I would be so suspicious of them. I probably would be that asshole that was having 9am Zoom meetings, then checking in on Zoom again at 12 and then at 5pm just because you know the bullshit that people mm. do pull behind your back. But when you're in the situation, you're like you know, coming up with the ideas. Mm. Well, I'd love to hear what lengths of people heard others have gone to to pretend that they're working during the lockdown. I mean, no shame. This could be you that's yeah, doing them. No, no shame at all. 
I am Sarah's Day and I'm a health and fitness guru. Sarah's Day has been criticised for travelling across New South Wales while being symptomatic for COVID. The health and fitness influencer announced she had tested negative to COVID, but disclosed she only got tested once returning home from Byron Bay, despite having a bad cough for several days. Firstly, Kate, for those who don't know, who is Sarah's Day? Well, Sarah's Day's real name is actually Sarah Stevenson or Sarah Teals. She's yet to officially change her name since getting married, but everyone knows of her as Sarah's Day. So she is a self-proclaimed holistic health princess and probably one of Australia's most controversial influences. So Sarah has been accused of promoting dangerous diets in the past and also spreading medical misinformation surrounding cervical dysplasia. Last year, she was involved in a string of controversies from cultural appropriation to ruining the reputation of a small business. Well, I think we should get into Sarah's latest controversy. And this one involved a trip to Byron Bay. So she and her husband, Kurt Tills, they traveled to Byron Bay to do a photo shoot for Sarah's latest activewear line with White Fox Boutique. Gosh, there always seems to be controversy when White Fox Boutique is involved. (laughs) I know. So the controversy started when Sarah initially started to post about her son, Fox in the lead up to this trip. So Fox had had a really high temperature and she had been telling her followers that he'd been sick. So there was already a bit of feeling in the air of, oh no, there's going to be another controversy because fans thought that Sarah might bring Fox along with her on the trip. And it's not the first time Fox has had a really high temperature because I think back last year, he was actually hospitalized after having a very high temperature. Mm. So there's a lot of people questioning whether he should have been rushed to hospital earlier last time. So I think people were very concerned about Fox. Well, we did recently see Chloe Zepp treat her son Artie's high temperature with apple cider vinegar. Mm. So she doused a towel in apple cider vinegar, put it on his head. So, I mean... Luckily, it wasn't treated in this way. I mean, we're not calling into question what Sarah should have done with Fox. It sounded like he had a high temperature, but people were concerned that maybe he had the symptoms of COVID. And also Sarah's sister was suffering with similar symptoms. So you guess that it was kind of being spread around Mm, the family. I mean, it seems like there should have been talks of maybe cancelling this trip due to sickness circulating amongst that family. Also the fact that during this time, this is before Sydney went into a lockdown, but there were cases popping up around Sydney and the the advice was really stay at home. So during the trip to Byron Bay, Sarah shared an Insta story where she told her followers that she had begun to lose her voice. And she said the reason behind her losing the voice was not that she was sick, but because she was talking really loudly at a restaurant. I almost felt like she was trying to convince herself that that was also the way she'd lost her voice because she was saying, oh, this always happens to me. And I felt like I've never heard you talk about this before. Mm, Yeah. Well, since that occasion, Sarah went a little bit MIA on an Instagram story and she reappeared on Sunday morning to address why she hadn't spoken to her audience in three days, which, to be honest, is pretty unusual for Sarah because she's always narrating her life on Instagram story. So Sarah explained that she was sick but wanted to wait until she got her negative COVID result till she came online and explained how she was feeling. So in the story, Sarah confirmed that her test result had come back negative and that the test actually wasn't too bad, despite Kurt being a bit of a baby about it. She also explained that she had vlogged the whole trip to Byron Bay, but as Sophie touched on, she had started to lose her voice. So towards the end of the trip, she wasn't vlogging. Sarah said her only symptom was a cough and that she was pretty sure it was bronchitis or something because she never gets a cough this bad. Bronchitis is 
quite a bad illness yeah. to have. It's not like you're like, oh, I just thought it was a cold. But also it's the clear signs. It's the clear symptoms of COVID well, having a bad cough. That's what we've all had drilled into well, us. The funniest thing is she kept pushing that she thinks she only had a cough. However, when you Google bronchitis and the symptoms, which she said she thought she had, the symptoms are, of course, the cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, and a slight fever and chills, which is all the same symptoms as COVID. I think the thing that has angered a lot of people is the fact that Sarah did have the symptoms while in Byron Bay, but she didn't go and get a test. She traveled home and then got a test, potentially putting people at risk. Yeah. And for those who aren't living in Australia and don't know what the current situation is, the area Sarah lives in is currently in a two week lockdown. So Greater Sydney, the Blue Mountains, the Central Coast and Wollongong went into a two day lockdown on Saturday, the 26th of June at 6 p.m. So residents in the affected areas are only allowed to leave home for essential reasons. And at the time, there were 80 cases of COVID in New South Wales. So the situation in New South Wales has been evolving for around two weeks now with cases continuing to pop up. So as you said, Amy, Sarah and Kurt did make the decision to travel while New South Wales was experiencing a COVID outbreak. So while it wasn't in lockdown at the time and they didn't break any rules by traveling, it does seem very tone deaf to be traveling around that time. And and what has upset people is a fact, as you say, that she was symptomatic and decided to still travel. So I, she, she only waited to get home until she had her COVID test. I think people also feel like her silence online was quite deceptive. So people feel as though she was trying to hide something by not sharing the fact that she did have to go and get a COVID test and that she was unwell. I mean, I wonder if there was a bit of damage control happening oh, behind the scenes. because imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if she did find out she had COVID yeah. and she would be responsible for that spread. So do you think Sarah should have actually been open about the process of getting a COVID test rather than updating everyone once she had the results? I mean, I can definitely see from her point of view why she did try and hide it because... I don't know. I feel like there would be a lot of uncertainty for her as to whether she was sick, which might have escalated into receiving backlash and further hate over it. So I can see why they did try and keep it quiet. But at the same time, perhaps she shouldn't have been sharing the fact that she was losing her voice a few days before. I think it made her look a little bit guilty, the fact that she waited to share the result later. But as Sophie said, I can understand why she wouldn't want to share that process because people knew that she was traveling. Yeah, but it doesn't make it right. Like the thing is, if you're having to hide your behavior, you obviously know deep down that you've probably done the wrong thing. And I really like when influencers document their COVID test process because I think it makes it... Well, it brings awareness firstly, Mm. but it kind of makes it a bit of a norm that if you are feeling sick, go get tested. The thing that she did wrong in the first place was not getting the test done in Byron Bay. So that's clearly why she was trying to hide Mm. it. Oh, very much so. Well, it's safe to say backlash occurred after Sarah posted her stories about her COVID test. And she did go onto her stories to defend herself. And she captioned the stories... Social media COVID trolls are on fire tonight, girls. She also wrote, I have a cough, relax COVID police. So this is what she said on her story. Just for the sake of getting this message across, oh my goodness, on Instagram or social media, whenever you say, I feel a bit sick, people don't even listen to the rest of your story. They just send you a DM abusing you for having COVID and spreading it to the whole of Sydney. Wow. I... I was going through my DMs because I was responding about like stuff about Fox and whatever and so many people have gone on there and said like so rude of you to not get a covid test and you're infecting people i talked about it this morning i went and got tested for covid i do not have it i'm negative i have a doctor you can't even go to the doctor 
for a cough if you haven't tested negative. You have to show your negative testing to even get to the doctor. So I'm going to the doctor on Tuesday. Someone just commented saying croup is going around, which kids get croup like a cough. So I just want to say again, I do not have COVID. I have been tested. I don't have it. So stop saying I'm infecting Cronulla. It does concern me that every time Sarah does talk about feedback that she gets from followers, she labels it as trolling because I think that a lot of people had an issue with this because it did seem as if Sarah was doing something wrong. Yeah, they did seem to be pretty legitimate concerns. Mm. I mean, at the moment, obviously, as a community, we're all being told to hold one another accountable and try and stay safe. I mean, Sydney's in a two-week lockdown, Mm. potentially going to extend it further. Of course, people are going to be alarmed by this sort of behaviour. I don't mean to stretch, but was it just me or the references to COVID trolls and COVID police have a bit of an anti-vax sentiment to it? I don't, I don't want to accuse anyone I of being know. anti-vax. And I want to confirm that Sarah has never made public comment on it. But it's just something that popped into my mind because you usually associate anti-vaxxers as being very like holistic and un- I on the wellness train. I don't, I don't, I think it's a bit of a stretch to be honest. I think though that she was trying to turn the narrative back to sympathy towards her. Mm. So I don't, I don't think it had anything to yeah, do with but the anti-vax. I don't know. Like if someone, tro- you know, if someone trolled me about my COVID test, I wouldn't be saying, oh, the COVID police. You know what? I just mm. try and ignore it and try and change the discussion to something mm. else. Something that did irk a lot of people as well is that she seemed more concerned with the fact that she wasn't able to exercise oh, while yeah. sick. Oh. And it's like, oh, my God. You, she always talks about listening to your body. Well, in that situation, you've got to listen to your body and actually look after yourself. I mean, is well, that she, the I worst think, of your problems? I think that's what the message she was trying to push, but it just didn't come across right at all. Well, you guys will be happy to know that Sarah did not have bronchitis. She she did go to the doctor with Fox on Tuesday and confirmed that, you know, she didn't have bronchitis, which we all knew. But she kind of glossed over what was actually wrong with her. I'm guessing a cold. Probably. So on Wednesday, Sarah took to her Instagram story to share her skin routine. But before she got into that routine, this is what she said about the COVID situation in New South Wales. I think I just assume that everyone kind of knows what's going on in the world and like everyone keeps up to date with who is in lockdown, which is really naive because I don't even know who's in lockdown. Because this morning I did a story saying Fox is already bored in lockdown and it's day three, which apparently is day four, whatever. We're just into a little lockdown period. People have said this is Sydney's second lockdown, but I feel, I feel like we've, I feel like we had more than two lockdowns. Maybe it was two and then we just social distance. I don't know. Anyway, people have been asking me, why is Sydney in lockdown? What's going on? I don't really know. I'm just following the rules. I'm, I mean, there's a COVID outbreak, of course, I, I guess. I think that was one in like North Sydney or something. So yeah, if you ask that question, I'm the wrong person to um, answer it. I'm just in lockdown and that's, it's not me personally, like I am, but Sydney is in general. Anyway. I don't think it could be clearer from those comments that she is definitely living in a bubble in Cronulla. It seems like nothing from the outside world exists to them at the moment. I mean, how can you not educate yourself on what is happening in your own state? Do you think that she's sort of almost playing up that she's naive to it all and that's maybe why she travelled to Byron Bay? To me, it just sounded selfish. No, Mm. I I think a bit of both i do think that sarah was purposely trying to play dumb about covid to excuse her behavior that she traveled while being symptomatic i'm sorry but that just enrages me more because i think you know as a member of the community you should be keeping up to date with what the rules are who's in lockdown well, i mean it's i mean she's got this audience of followers can she not be 
I don't know, to me, it just seems incredibly naive and selfish. Yeah, spread awareness about it. Who, I'm sorry, who doesn't sit down and watch the press conferences or watch the news because it does affect every single person. Well, wouldn't it be affecting her businesses as well? Mm. Well, I don't think it's really affecting her business because she can vlog from home. She can do her skincare product ads from home. I think what annoyed me is that she had this sense of being quite proud about being ignorant to the fact of what was going on in the country. I just think it's very tone deaf because there are people dying. There are people that are away from loved ones that are losing money, that are losing jobs. And she didn't even have the courtesy. Like she kept rolling her eyes and making faces about it and it was all very disrespectful but how often are we also told to keep an eye on hot spots or exposure zones well, to Sarah, so to openly say that you don't care about any of this and you're not keeping a track of it is yeah. terrible another thing that i picked up on in sarah's chat to her instagram story that i thought was a little bit strange was that she mentioned that kurt and fox were out because they were picking up takeaway to me, it seemed a little bit odd to allow your son to be out and about when the COVID situation is quite dire in Sydney. There's a lot of community transmission going on and children can't wear masks. So to me, I was just like, really? That being said, I, I don't know. I don't feel like we should be shaming people's parenting because, you know, you don't understand how difficult it is. Yeah, Sophie, but I'm not trying to shame her, but the fact that she seems to be so... Either she's pretending to be unaware or she actually is unaware of how serious the situation is. I mean, we in, in Adelaide, we had five cases that are apparently under control. But, you know, I'm watching the news every mm. moment yeah, to find he, out what's going they, on. They, they, they could have been picking up takeaway in a car. We don't know that they were getting oh, I don't think they were getting McDonald's, Amy. What, what drive through <laughs> would they have been getting? But also, can I say, like, there is nothing worse than seeing people at the shops without masks on. So in Adelaide at the moment, it's not mandatory, but it is highly recommended. And I was so enraged to go to my local shopping centre and see about 90% of individuals not wearing a mask. I'm sorry, but... I'm not just doing it to protect myself. I'm doing it to protect elderly people in the community. I feel the same way too. So if I went to the shop today and it was probably about 20% of people had masks. But when I saw the people with masks, I was like, yes. And you, and you, you look at the glasses. others. Yeah, and you look at the other people and you're like, what, what wankers? Well, back to the Sarah's Day drama. Do you guys think this will affect Sarah and Kurt's following? I, no. I feel like so many people are vocal about this because a lot of the time topics on Sarah's Day get posted in our Facebook community. And I feel like everyone's almost got fatigue on it because they're a bit frustrated that all these things happen. People get outraged about it, but nothing seems to actually affect her platform or position, I suppose. Well, so if you look at the social blade, which I did, Kurt has lost 1,140 followers in the last 30 days. And Sarah has lost 1,522 in the last two weeks. So it seems like some of her behavior on the dramas is causing people to unfollow but when you look at how many followers she has, she's got over, what is it, 1.5 million followers. And, a thousand's not that many. And that's the thing. Controversies do prompt people to follow mm. other influencers. So it could be a little bit of that as well. I mean, it might be better to look at someone's comment and see the sort of engagement, whether it's a negative engagement well, or a positive engagement if it's happening yeah, on there. but when Sarah deletes all the negative comments, it's hard to tell. If you have a partner and you guys are in love, which me and London are very much in love, uh... They're going to go into bat for you no matter what, whether you're wrong or right. I was wrong. On Wednesday, London Gowen announced she was flying home to the United States with her son Stone. However, her husband Reese Hawkins was a notable absentee, which sparked breakup rumours. Kate, 
For those who don't know, who are London and Reese? Well, Reese Hawkins is an Australian personal trainer who rose to fame when he began dating Australian influencer Tammy Hembro. So the pair have two children together, Wolf and Saskia, but the couple split in 2018. So London is a 23-year-old Texas-born model who started dating Reese after his split with Tammy. Their relationship is quite controversial as London was exposed as being a bit of a fangirl for Tammy Hembro and glowingly commented on the former couple's family photos, which was very awkward. So London has called Australia home for several years and it is the first time she's returned home to Texas for two and a half years. London and Reese got engaged in August and the next month they announced they were pregnant. And then in December 2021, Reese surprised everyone when he referred to London as his wife in an Instagram birthday post. So he received a lot of questions about that and he did confirm we are married. We will be having a proper wedding after COVID. And then in March 2020, Reese and London welcomed their son Stone. So, I mean, to me, they haven't been going out for very long. They've only recently just got married. What is making everyone think that there is a split between the two of them? I mean, could it potentially Reese just not be able to get over to America because of the current situation going on? Well, I mean, I do think that is the case. I mean, London really hasn't helped the situation because she shared a photo of herself wearing a mask with stone strapped to her chest in a sling in the airport bathroom and wrote, can't believe the day has finally come. We're going home. She then continued to document their flight home, showing Stone watching the in-flight entertainment in his business class seat. But there was no mention of Reese, no photos of Reese. It was quite clear he wasn't on the trip. I did have a look at her Instagram page and I saw that she did post a photo of him only six days ago glowingly speaking about him yeah it, it I mean she's still wearing her engagement ring she's been photographed in America wearing the ring so it doesn't seem like they've actually split but I find it strange that she hasn't addressed Reese's absent uh, mm. absence well, at all do you, do you think maybe Reese doesn't want her to talk about what's going on because he seems to have taken a sort of a step back from Instagram yeah life. I, I feel like maybe he has requested not to be discussed yeah, but they know that they're a very controversial couple they They've always got Tammy's stands commenting on their relationship status and on their relationship. So why not just put a post saying, look, we're visiting my family. Reese is staying here because he's got two kids and there's custody issues, you know, going on. Why not just say that? This is just creating speculation. I mean, as you say, if they just had confirmed the fact that, yes, he is staying at home, I'm Mm. going here for X amount of time, there probably would have been less conversation going on about this and less attention. Well, there's so many question marks, particularly because London is an American citizen and it's going to be very hard for her to get back into the country now that she's in America. I had the most insane crazy week last week um i actually didn't end up vlogging any of it because i knew it would be so intense i feel like we have been waiting for this announcement for a while we discussed it on last week's episode and lily brown has finally revealed that she has in fact been working on a pajama range i feel like we we guessed it we were we said either sleepwear (laughs) or loungewear i feel like it's a bit of both looking at the photo because to me, the photo that she announced, the sleepwear range, looked like you could wear that out and about. Yeah, well, she shared a photo of herself wearing dusky pink flared pajama pants and top and wrote, Introducing Chill, premium timeless sleepwear designed with love by me for you. And she explained that she had been creating the pieces for over two years and completely poured her heart and soul into the brand. Now, they what did you guys? Nice. Yeah, I thought it was... Yeah, I did think they looked like a very quality item. What I did like about the campaign was it was quite inclusive. And for a startup business, she does actually go up to a size 18, which a lot of brands do not. 
Well, I did notice that the Blue Tick Brigade were all out in force sharing Lily's announcement. So M Davies shared it, Mitch Third, Ruby Tuesday Matthews, Cardia Milan, and also Sharon Orville. Well, it's no surprise that Chill's Instagram account now has 10,000 followers and the post announcing the brand has received 24,000 likes. The thing that is quite apparent after this reveal, though, is that a lot of people are very fatigued by influencers bringing out sleepwear brands. Oh, well, just clothing brands, I think, in general. It's like, it's not very revolutionary to bring out a plain pair of loungewear or sleepwear. I mean, this was a little bit different with the flares, but a lot of people were talking about it in our group. So if you go and look I've at what... I've never seen pajama flares. Yeah, but like, that's all the sleepwear. Haven't you seen oh Sarah's day in her flare yeah. bloody loungewear they, shit? All the flares are giving me flashbacks to high school and wearing Ugh. those face-off face pants, mm. those blue ones. Can I just say, people were discussing this in our group and I had to agree with them. I couldn't think of anything worse than lying in bed with flares because they would just ride up. Like, oh. I have to sleep in either shorts or underpants because I cannot stand no, pajama no, pants no, riding you, up. You got to get the ones from Peter Alexander that are cuffed at the bottom so oh. they stay still. They're too contained though as well. I found it quite humorous because Lily has gone for that Parisian aesthetic and she's posted a picture of herself sitting in front of a table with a croissant on a plate but someone in our community pointed out that it looks like a hot chicken in a bag from Woolies. <laughs> you said croissant very fancy then I have to ask our community maybe we'll put it as a thread in our group how do you pronounce croissant well, because it's going to be hard for people well, to write yeah but well they can spell it out because I had an argument with Brandon about it because he says it in a very ochre Australian way he says it's not croissant, but it's like no, he says croissant. He says croissant. croissant. Well, I'm sorry, that's just wrong. Yeah, so. I looked it up. I did the little pronunciation thing and he was telling me that I sound like a wanker saying it croissant. Well, that's um, how the French say it. They do. I've been to France and that makes <laughs> me sound like even more of a wanker, but they do say well, croissant. Well, well, do you I've know been, what though? You shouldn't be going by what Sophie says because she got absolutely roasted in our Q&A on our Instagram account <laughs> because someone's pointing out that you don't say leggings properly and I think I've just said it wrong as well. well it's leggings. Like, yeah, you're saying see, leggings. because... Amy always pronounces it leggings, which is apparently correct. And it enrages me when you say it in that way. But yeah. now I'm hearing that I'm now, wrong. Yeah, I'm confused. Is it leggings or leggings? It's oh, leggings. I, I would say leggings. I would say yeah, leggings Maybe as well. we're wrong. Maybe it's a South Australian thing. If anyone is from South Australia, can you please back us up or throw us under the bus? Anyway, back to Lily Brown. Just to wrap it up, she did a Q&A about her brand launch and she did mention her relationship status. So she confirmed that she is actually still with her partner, but he was just in another room while she was filming the Q&A. <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Sammy Robinson and welcome back to Bondi Sands YouTube channel. Now rumors are circulating that influencer Sammy Robinson and her partner Nick Wheatley have split up. I've got to check in. Are you okay over this, Sophie? Because I remember last time <laughs> they broke up and that was about three years ago. And Sophie was quite distraught over this. It was almost I, as if she was going through a breakup. They're such a lovely couple. I mean, I know that we all say that the gram isn't true. Well, but it's so lovely that there's a rumor that <laughs> Nick cheated on Sammy and that's why well, they broke up. Okay. Who the fuck would cheat uh, on Sammy okay, Robinson? No. As I saw it in our community, someone said, who would cheat on the better looking version of, okay. of Gigi Hadid. Now, okay, well, I did a bit of a deep dive back into their relationship. So the pair have been together for five years. They briefly broke up three years ago and then, as we know, got back together. So Sammy and Nick opened up about their first breakup in a Q&A back in 2019. So Nick said that the breakup happened from a buildup of issues they had and he needed time to think about what those issues were and get through them. He said he also had to work on his own shit. There was a lot of stuff happening at the time. So it really didn't say anything so that happened. 
it. Yeah, there's just a lot of shit going on. Sammy also said that, you know, people break up once and think that you're screwed. However, she thought that their relationship was now stronger because they were back in that fun honeymoon phase. So they did not touch on the cheating rumors well, at I'm all. I'm not surprised. It's not something you really want to openly talk about when you're back together on a Q&A. Well, that being said, there were other youtube videos where sammy kind of threw a bit of shade at nick Mm. so i think that's where those rumors really started from now there has been no official word from sammy or nick on whether they have actually parted ways this time around unlike last time they are still friends on instagram which is really interesting because we spoke about madison woolley and jonathan how we believe they've broken up and they are still friends maybe these influencers are getting a little bit older and more mature to do the block also it just makes it so obvious to everyone that you have broken up when you unfollow each other so i feel like the whole the the unfollow is i think when the relationship is completely over and everyone kind of knows it's already over i feel like we should get into some of the reasons why people think that they have broken up so the first one is that nick hasn't appeared on her instagram feed since april 4th and she hasn't appeared on his since april 10th I did see he was posting a lot about real estate. So I th- he is a real estate agent, but he was talking about joining like her, her brand I, One Mile. I thought he had officially joined yeah. One Mile. So that's another reason. He seems to be back into the real estate. Well, I also thought it was a bit weird that she bought that new apartment, but that they didn't buy it together, considering that they have been going out for five years. You think that might be the next step yeah, for someone? But you've got to remember they are in their early 20s. So I don't well, think she, he's not. He's 28. Oh, okay. Well, that is a bit strange. But I mean, I don't think we should be able to comment on people's financial Look, situation. He's pro- she's probably earning a hell of a lot more money mm, than he is. And exactly. he's in that financial situation. I think it's a smart move on her behalf. Now, as well as not appearing on each other's feeds, for the past four weeks, they also haven't been in each other's stories, which is a bit unusual because they used to constantly share about one mm, another. They're always down at Chooker's together getting burgers. That's right. And the other little hint is that she shared an Instagram story recently about being all alone. Well, you're also missing the fact that last month, so she, the, the last time she uploaded on YouTube was a month ago. And in the video, she spoke about how she's been feeling really down about some life changes that are happening. Now, I assumed it was talking about her move, but it very much seems to be pointing towards the direction of a breakup because she talked her audience through how to look after yourself when things are changing and self-care. So I feel like that is a big clue that they have split up. Do you know what I did think was a bit unusual? In this Q&A where they were talking about their relationship two years ago, the question was, what was your first reaction when you met one another? Mm. And she kind of went to town on him. Like she said that she didn't think he was very good looking, oh. didn't like what he was wearing. Wow. And he said his first reaction was, wow, I've never seen a girl look like her before. Do you think it was a bit of a power play considering he maybe has cheated on her? Well, it could have been because then well, then he kind of tried to take the power back by saying oh yeah but you know looks wise we're really interested in each other but then you know emotionally it took a little bit of a while to get the relationship Mm. there so I don't know I feel like it's always fascinating with relationships that you do perceive as being perfect online when you hear there's a little chink in the armor or something's happened it's quite interesting I do wonder when she will announce the breakup it's sort of similar to Madison Woolley and Jonathan Sauer you know you put you put your relationship out there, but then suddenly they don't want to actually comment on what's the go. The thing is, they might be still trying to work out what the go is themselves and they might not want to publicly comment until they've worked out and I what's think, happening. And I think as well, I mean, you know, we're saying, oh, as followers, we demand to know. It really is none of our business at the end of the day. Well, it is, but it isn't because they get a lot of benefits. They get a, a large paycheck. They get a lot of 
admiration for sharing their lives. And if you're going to put your life and relationship out there, I do think a part of it is saying, yeah, we have broken up. But also I think some people try and hold on to the fact that they might get together. So you don't want to come out back Mm. together. Sorry. So you don't want to come out and say, oh, yeah, or all your dirty laundry. And then the next week Mm. you're back together. A bit like Shiny Grimman. Why we broke up. And then one minute back, lady, well, you're back. <laughs> well, particularly with Sammy, because she's not really posting regular content on YouTube anywhere anymore. So I do feel a little bit let out of her life anyway yeah. now. <laughs> now, this is still on the topic of Sammy Robinson, but a little bit random. So we have noticed, and I don't know if any of our listeners have picked up on this, that there is a piece of artwork that is doing the rounds in influencers' houses. <laughs> so I first spotted it at Sarah's Day's new mansion. So the artwork in question, it's kind of an abstract piece it's normally the ones I've seen are light pink in color and they've got one. It looks kind of looks like a spring in yeah, the corner. Yeah, there's lots of like random little abstract things mm. on it. They're pretty cool. I mean, I'm so heavily influenced that I like it now that I've seen <laughs> it in everyone's house. Lily Brown has it. I, I think, think I saw Victoria Divine with one too. Yeah, she had a similar print. It was a little bit different. So it's funny though, because I do recall Sarah's day saying that hers was one of a kind. Yeah, so. I think that they make them slightly a little bit different. Oh, mm. So okay. let us know if you have spotted this in an influencer's room. I know, we'll, we'll put a picture of it in our Facebook well, community. Kate, you're looking for some artwork. Are we going to see that next mm. in your house maybe? Well, I'm not an influencer, probably so I don't know if I probably could afford it. Well, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you have enjoyed it, could you please make sure you are subscribed on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star review. And if you haven't already, please join our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community.